Welcome to Unity of Tucson. Thank you, thank you. So ostensibly, it's a love song about two people exploring their understanding of growing in a relationship with one another. But I think that we can deepen into our understanding that you know all expression and experience and interaction is relationship, and so we can expand it beyond a romantic relationship and deepen it into an understanding that collectively, we all have the opportunity as a community to grow as we go. And if you ever find that there is an opportunity for you to look for support, I'm here. I just want you to know that, that I am here. I'm here to support you through your spiritual evolution, to deepen in your understanding of what it is to be this infinite and divine power. The lyric starts, you say there's so much you don't know. That's where we start the song. You say there's so much you don't know. Every day I wake up and despite the amount of book learning and intellectual consideration I have had in my life, I wake up every day and I think to myself, oh, there is so much I don't know and how exciting it is to be able to step forth into the expression of life and learn something new each day. So I choose to explore my life, going into deeper understanding and meaning of what it is to live life. How about you? Is that something that you can perhaps take into your own heart and allow yourself the journey of deepening, of exploration? Because what I have found, and I invite you to perhaps consider this for yourself, is that as I deepen in the understanding of who I am, and as I see that reflected on the faces of every single person I encounter, as I understand who you are, that I begin to understand the significance we each and every one of us carry. Although it is easy sometimes to believe that we are somehow insignificant, we are not. We are not insignificant. Now, if we gaze into the heavens, so funny, we call it the heavens up there, but heaven is here, heaven is here. But if we gaze into the cosmos, we see, I mean, if you go outside, it's nice that we live in Tucson where it's relatively dark and you can actually see stars. So I'll tell you, when I lived in Los Angeles, when I lived in New York City, when I lived in Toronto, you didn't see that many stars. But you can gaze out and see stars here in Tucson. And I've always been fascinated by the stars. I've always been fascinated by the universe. I've always been fascinated by what is beyond this little blue marble. I saw a video this week that opened me up a little bit. And essentially what the video was, it was a video that was talking about this story. In 1996, the Hubble Space Telescope, you know what that is, right? The Hubble Space, it's an orbiting telescope. Um, the Hubble Space Telescope focused on a patch of sky that was seemingly devoid of anything. No planets, no stars, no galaxies, just this little dark area. 
And from our perspective, from here, if you were to look up, it would be no, that, that patch of sky that it was looking at would be no bigger than a grain of sand that you were holding between your fingers. That's what it was peering into. It kept its focus on this one spot for 10 full days. And what it found were all these photons hitting the uh, charged coupling device. I think that's what it's called. And what was revealed were 3,000 galaxies. 3,000 galaxies. Pretty amazing. They decided to do it again, look at another area of the sky in 2004. And in 2004, the, the equipment had been upgraded, the light sensitivity had been upgraded, um, and it peered into another area of the sky for 11 days this time. And what it found was this. All right, I'm gonna come over here and turn off the lights that shine on the wall so you can see this a little better. 10,000 galaxies. Again, a grain of sand sized part of the sky. 10,000 galaxies. Now, when we look at the sky from our perspective without telescopes and everything, what we see are the stars that are in our neighborhood in the Milky Way galaxy, right? And it could be very easy to look at this and say, each one of those little dots, is that a star? No, every single dot is a galaxy. Every single dot is a galaxy. I am just fascinated by this kind of stuff. And I, say, and I go back to what I said before. It would be very easy to feel insignificant given the magnitude of that, wouldn't it? But not a single one of us is insignificant. You know why? Because we are part of that. We are part of this infinite wholeness. It is estimated that our galaxy alone, the Milky Way galaxy, has between 100 and 400 billion stars. Ours is a mid-sized galaxy. We're in the middle of the road. So many of those galaxies are much larger than the Milky Way galaxy. If we have 100 to 400 billion stars, imagine what those galaxies contain. Each one of these dots, a whole galaxy. A handful of over 100 billion galaxies that are estimated to be in the universe. Now here's the thing. If you consider 100 to 400 billion stars in 100 billion galaxies, that's kind of a grand thing. It's hard to grasp, right? <laughs> like we don't have, we don't necessarily have the mental capacity to grasp that kind of number. We don't tend to think in terms that large as human expressions of this infinite divine power. We tend to think in terms of limitation because it's how we construct our experience of life. And frankly, our experience of life as in limitation makes it a little easier to get by because we wrap ourselves up in these comfort zones, these comfort zones that make it easy to navigate. But today, what I want us to do is to expand that understanding of what it is to be ourselves. Check in with yourself for a moment. Just take a moment to acknowledge this image. 
And without, you don't have to say it out loud, but just get a sense of what you feel around knowing what this image is. How does it make you feel? I think we're all familiar, familiar with the um, Sufi mystic Rumi and that very famous quote that we all use all the time. Well, at least I use it all the time. I don't know about you. He wrote, you are not a drop in the ocean. You are the entire ocean in a drop. And perhaps it's time that we expand that metaphor to this. You are not a speck in the universe. You are the entire universe in a speck because everything that made this are the building blocks for what made you in physical form. Our entry point, an entry point of understanding. Our entry point in understanding this is the light that we can perceive. We can see it, we can capture it. Where there seemed to be no light was actually light. There was actually light there. And that is the entry point in terms of our understanding. Light is used to measure these things. It is used to measure their distance from us. It is used to measure their movement in space, how fast they are moving. So light is very prevalent and useful in science, just as it is in spirituality, because we utilize that metaphor all the time. I am a light. I sang about it a lot already today. I am a light. You are a light. We are the light. The enlightened, we use that term too, that when we achieve a higher level of understanding and awareness, we call it enlightenment, right? The enlightened in every age have taught that back of all things there is one unseen cause. This teaching of unity is the chief cornerstone of all sacred scriptures. Just as all of those galaxies and all the stars within all of those galaxies and all the potential life that exists within all of those stars, within all of those galaxies, in a 100 billion galaxy universe, each galaxy having 100 to 400 billion or more stars and planets orbiting those stars. In all of that, each and every one of us are aspects of all that. I find that so exciting. What would it mean to each and every one of us? What would it mean to you to begin to truly acknowledge that truth every day? When I saw this video, it was part of a class, I said, you know, that could make me feel insignificant in this world, but knowing that I am a part of that makes me feel magnificently significant. And that is just how I choose to understand it. And that is the great gift we have. We have a gift of choice in how we choose to proceed through this life. So today, what I would like to, to do, what I would like for us to do is to acknowledge this infinite truth that we are the entire universe in a speck. 
We are the entire universe in a speck. What does it mean to acknowledge? To acknowledge means to accept the existence or truth of something. So it is an act of faith to acknowledge that very notion. But we are a faith-based community. Where does your faith lie? Does your faith lie in the feeling of significance or does your faith lie in a feeling of insignificance? Because I am here to tell you that your very presence as an expression of life on this plane of action is infinitely significant. There is no difference between you or any of the enlightened beings who have walked this earth through the ages. There is no difference. Can you accept that? Can you acknowledge that truth? Can you begin to acknowledge today this notion that each and every one of us, every single one of us is the unfoldment and expression of light? How do you see the world? How do you choose to see the world? Do you see, first of all, yourself as divine light? And more importantly, do you see others as divine light? Because it can get very easy to find people we don't agree with and to get into competition and not see them as the divine light that they are, but they are divine. Because behavior is different than truth. And usually what we are reacting to is behavior. Is it possible that we are living in a world of exceptions? That we don't see the light in others because of exceptions like excuses or victimization or perpetrators to our victimization? To see these exceptions in others does not dim their light. It dims your light. When that is the construct from which we are experiencing life, it dims our light to live within those ideas. Our work as self-aware beings is to look upon God as God. And as I look out on the faces of every single person here, and as I imagine the faces of every single person who is watching online, all I see is God. This is how I choose to live. How about you? Do you choose to live with that as the construct? And part of this is to say, it's very easy in this room. It's very easy when we're connected in this room as a spiritual community. But what happens when you go out and you're driving down the road and somebody cuts you off? Do you see that person as God as well? Because they are just as much God as you are. Their behavior does not negate the truth of their being. I'm not saying that we should all go out and start behaving poorly because I'm God, I can behave however I like. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is if you know who you are, first of all, act accordingly, but don't assume that everybody knows who they are. <laughs> because just because you see the light in other people does not mean that they recognize the light in themselves. And so the work becomes being the enlightened beingness sharing that with the world and trusting and knowing that that's what shows up in all people. So acknowledge the truth of your being, which is light. And then admit that light. Now, 
admit has a couple different meanings. You know, admit means to confess, right? I'm admitting to something that I may be ashamed of. A reluctant confession is an admission, right? That's not the kind of uh, definition I'm working with today. Today what I'm saying is, let us utilize the, the, the notion of admit as let in the light. Let us admit the light at the core of all that is and recognize that it is an interplay and an infinite circulation of the goodness. Admit, let in the light. We must be willing to let the veil be lifted and admit the light in to be enlightened. The veil shows us, here's the thing, the veil shows us resentment and distrust. We can see those things. It's very easy to look out there and say, I see all the things that are part of the veil. And it's gotten a lot easier in the last several, uh, well, I would say in the last many, many, many years, I would say the last 20 years, I feel like the veil has been consistently lifted and lifted and lifted and lifted because I believe there's a collective experience in the United States right now that is rooted in resentment and distrust. It is a veil lifted. Let us understand it, that it is a veil lifted and the shadow, the shadow is prevalent and we see it now, we understand it. To see the shadow is the opportunity that we have to guess what? Shine your light. We are in a place of choice to contribute to the shadow. It is a place of choice that we are in. We are in a place of choice to either to contribute to the shadow or shine our light, which dissipates the shadow. And as we collectively decide to shine our light, what happens? We cannot help but change the world. But it requires light, and it requires kindness, and it requires leading with love, and it requires letting go of resentments. It requires letting go of distrust. We shine our light, we remove the veil, let us admit the light to flow in and out consistently and persistently as each and every one of us. To do that is to live in a state of allowing. So we acknowledge, we admit, and we allow. Are you willing to allow yourself to shine? That's the lesson. The light that we seek, our personal enlightenment, it comes from within each and every one of us. As we turn our attention to our inner life, what we find is the infinite light. And as we allow that to expand and express, we find it is reflected back to us in our experience. Rhetorically, I want you to acknowledge in your own mind an answer to this question. How are you feeling about your experience of life right now? How are you feeling about your experience of life right now? There is no right, there is no wrong. Let go of any judgments that may arise in considering how you're feeling. Just acknowledge that you have a feeling about your experience of life right now. Are you challenged by the world around you? You are the light. Your inner light 
shining forth as a catalyst to change the world around you. That means don't let yourself be rooted in things that dim your light no matter what. That's the challenge, the no matter what part of that. Do not allow yourself to have your light dimmed by anything in the world of circumstance, by anything out there, no matter what. But that also means that we have to be willing to do the work. Part of the work is going to be this. Check in on the things that trigger you. Anyone have triggers? I have triggers. <laughs> why, does, why, do, why do we let things or anything in the world of form trigger us? It's a decision that we've made, ultimately. And the, the antidote to that trigger, it's not a very good metaphor that I'm using right now. <laughs> well, if a trigger is like a poison, the antidote to that poison, there we go, I've kind of fixed the metaphor a little bit, um, is this, be the light. You know, we have um, a device in the back of the room, and those who have assistive listening devices, one of the things that happens is when you return those back to us, we take those assistive listening devices and we put them in this box and there is a UV light that is in there and it gets rid of all the bad things that perhaps maybe, not that, you have, not that you're putting bad things on there, but germs, bacteria, all of that stuff. It is dissipated by the light. We have that same capacity within each and every one of us to be the light that shines and dissipates the things that are not required in our experience. There's a story that was on an album that is very prevalent from my childhood. The album is called Lumiere, which in French means light. The story, it's a story album. There's music in this album. And essentially, without getting into all the details of the story, um, I think the reason this always stuck with me is because there is a spiritual element to understanding. The, 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 the primary character in that story is a young boy named X-Ray Ted. And it's a science fiction story. I love science fiction and I love science fact. It is a science fiction story. And X-Ray Ted, in the course of this story that is told discovers this, that he is a star. He is a star. Are you ready to admit the same about yourself? What are stars? These are galaxies filled with stars. Stars, according to that album, are, are these self-luminous celestial bodies and everyone has the ability to become one. What it is to become the star is to let go of all the things that hide your light. We are stars, each and every one of us. So from this point forward, who will you choose to be? How will you choose to be? What will you choose to be in this world? Acknowledge the light. Admit the light and allow the light. Because at the end of the day, we are stardust. We are golden. And it's time to get back to the garden. Namaste. Hi, this is Reverend Jonathan Zenz. 
And I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message. Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, unitytucson.com. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.